Reading out of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him. He will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. What I find so surprising about this king of ours is how often he needs a tank of gas. Now, this seems to be the encounter that I have most often. Um, coming upon somebody, whether they've got a flat tire or they've run out of gas or uh, they're just in the way of, of trying to get to where they're, they're going. And it usually uh, happens on uh, that, that dark county road where you're told uh, never to stop. <laughs> But every time I've driven past and I see that need or I see that car or that person walking, uh, kind of fading into my rearview mirror, uh, have you all ever had that conversation with God as well? Where all of a sudden it sounds a little bit like, you're going to make me turn around, aren't you? That, that just feeling that you get that, that there's something that God wants you to do and just go back to see if you can help. And what's even funnier about this is nine times out of ten, as I'm having this argument with God in my head, uh, sort of burdened and rushed by the schedules and the appointments and the opportunities that I have that I'm uh, already late for or I'm on the way to and don't have time to, to take any time out for, is when God inevitably wins those arguments and I turn around to go back and I get out and I say, hey, is there anything I can do? Do you all need some help? Nine times out of ten, they say, no, we're good, thanks. And there's nothing really needed in that moment. But just the faithfulness to see if there's something that we can do. 
When it comes to the end of my days, I don't think I will be held accountable for how many times I stopped to see if somebody needed some help. But I do think that I'll be held accountable for how many times I didn't stop. On Christ the King Sunday, uh, we come uh, to one of the more unique Sundays of the Christian year. Uh, We get this image, this fullness that, that Jesus has in this final teaching of the end of days, of uh, the end of all time, of what it looks like for Jesus to finally come as the King of Kings, as the King over all creation. The waiting that we've had to do through the parables of the ten bridesmaids, the waiting that we had to do through the parable of the talents, Jesus now shares with his disciples in this final teaching, this final sermon, uh, this final discourse of what this accomplishment looks like. What does this kingdom look like? And what it looks like is the king of kings and the king of all creation uh, taking within his hands the two kingdoms of the world. The kingdom that God built and the kingdom that God calls us to walk in the way of and then the kingdom that we have built. The kingdom that we have built in our own image and our own hopes and our own dreams and our own agendas and plans and appointments. And God begins to, to unwind those two kingdoms. And he puts one at his right hand, and he put one at his left hand. And what's so interesting about these two kingdoms is the people in each of them believe the very same things. They believe in Jesus, they believe in the name, they've proclaimed the name, they've looked for Jesus in the world, and neither one of them feels like they've seen him. There's very little difference between these two kingdoms when you look at them as Jesus pulls them apart but puts them on two different hands. The difference that we get into as Jesus unzips these two kingdoms, the difference that even the people in them don't see yet is how their beliefs were put into action through love. In the way that caring for each other became the weightier part of the scale in which God puts his finger then when it comes down to what we believe that Jesus said, I'm really interested in how you have poured out that belief in others and how you've shaped it into life for somebody else. And how you sought after the hungry, the thirsty, those who were naked or sick or in prison. The ones that were inconvenient, the ones that we passed by, the ones that we were driving along that road praying for God to give us a sign or a billboard to tell us exactly what to do, there was somebody right underneath the billboard asking for help. And the ones that he put at his right hand, when he looked to see uh, the the ones that, that he's welcoming into God's inheritance and God's kingdom, even they're so shocked and surprised Because they never expected to see Jesus where they did. When did we see you? When did we feed you? When did we give you something to drink? When did we give you clothes? When did we visit you? And Jesus says, you saw me every time you did it for one of the least of these. On Christ the King Sunday, we find that we have a king who is indeed unlike any other king in all of creation. We have a king who is not found on a throne. And of all the waiting that we do, of all the waiting that we wait for God to appear or to show us a sign, God is waiting on us to come find him in the world outside these doors already. 
We have a king who is already in the work of saving this world. We have a king who is already out on that sidewalk asking us to come and find him, to walk alongside the others that we see as well. And to put this kingdom and this life into work and into action through love. And there is not a better kingdom in the world. On this Christ the King Sunday, on this final Sunday of the Christian year, uh, we kind of pair that up with, uh, with Advent, with the very first Sunday that's coming next week. And what I love about this particular time of year is you hold up these two promises of the last day of the vision of Jesus coming back for us with the Advent, the memory of the first time that Jesus showed up for us. And we find out that the very first promise of God and the very last promise of God is that God comes for us. That God shows up for us, that God appears for us, that God is here with us every single day of our lives. And he is calling for us to do that work of the kingdom of doing that very same thing for others as well. This is a kingdom and a life that is unlike anything else in this world. And on our final days, when we pair up the kingdoms that we have built, where we have put our hope and our faith, what we have counted on to save our world or to save our lives, there's only one thing that's left standing in that day. Everything else crumbles away. There's no presidents or capital buildings or economies or anything else except the love and the grace of God. And asking, where did we see him in the world? We often find that the one that we skipped over, the one that we looked past, the one that we drove by, just might be the king that we've been waiting for this whole time. And we have an opportunity this week to ask ourselves, what does our faith look like? How does our faith change when it moves from waiting on God to going to find God? How does that put steps into our faith? How does that put actions to our hands? How does that carry us into the new future and the hope of the world waiting for Christ to arrive and we can be the first sign of that hope coming to life for others? As we commit ourselves on this final Sunday of the Christian year to follow the King of glory, that as you leave this week, as you go about your days, you will find through this week that you will be the advent for somebody else's hope. You will be the beginning spark of a reflection drawing somebody else closer to the light of God. You will be the first sign that God is here, that joy and hope are real. And that is something worth living for. That is a kingdom worth building. And we have a chance to go find that kingdom with a king who is already on the sidewalk. Will you pray with me this morning? Almighty and gracious God, we give you thanks. God, we give you thanks for this day and for this year. God, we give you thanks that you are with us. 
Lord, for all the kingdoms that we have built up, for everything that we have placed hope in in this life that has crumbled before us, help us to realize that there is one thing that never changes, and that is your love for us. It was your very first promise to us, and God, it is your very last promise that comes real for us, that you are coming for us. And you desire for us to draw closer to you and to see you in the world. Help us to go forth from here, pouring out your love and your mercy. Lord, helping those who are hungry, those who are thirsty, clothing those that are naked. Lord, visiting the sick and those in prison. Help us to find you by finding the ones who need you the most. That we might be an advent of hope. That we might be the first sign and the first touch of your kingdom. And that others may come to know you. Your kingdom, Lord, in this world. As we pray this all in Jesus' name, amen.